You got to make the morning last just well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, we have an amazing show mm-hmm. planned for you today. So if you are experiencing nerve pain of any kind, we're, you're going to want to listen because we have author Richard, Dr. Richard Jacoby joining us in a few minutes to share his wisdom about how to reduce inflammation, reverse nerve damage, which is pretty big. Yeah, sounds good. And kind of reclaim your health. Yes. Um, And he's actually getting up really early this morning at 6 a.m. to join us. But before we have him come on, just let me introduce our (laughs) co-host, Kata Vigasa, who is a licensed and registered dietitian and sees clients at our Nutritional Weight and Wellness Lakeville office and at the Wyzetta location. Katie, it's really so nice to have you back and here today. So nice to be here. (laughs) I have missed being on the show uh, very badly. You know, if anyone out there has ever had severe, more of a severe morning sickness case, I I understand. (laughs) Um, And that's actually why I haven't been on Dishing Up Nutrition for a couple months. And of course, we're so excited, but I'm Definitely glad to be through that phase of pregnancy. I bet you are. So good to be back. Um, And, you know, I'm really looking forward to an eye-opening presentation from our our guest, Dr. Richard um, Jacoby, author of Sugar Crush. So Dr. Jacoby is joining us today from Scottsdale, Arizona. Look at that. He's treated thousands of people with peripheral neuropathy. Mm -hmm. That's a condition usually associated with diabetes. So... Listeners, if you have pain, numbness, or tingling in either your hands or your feet, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage you to turn up the volume because you don't want to miss one word today. I bet some people's ears are kind of perking up uh-huh. or calling some of their friends or their family saying, maybe you should listen to this show. So, Dr. Jacoby, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are broadcasting live from St. Paul, Minnesota. Plus, we have over 350,000 people downloading and listening to our show every single month, not only locally, but in the United States from really all over the world. All over the world, yes. And we're actually finding a lot of people are becoming very interested in nutrition. And I actually believe those same people will be surprised at the connection you have made between sugar and nerve damage. I mean, I think that that's really interesting Mm -hmm. that there's actually a doctor that has figured out that there's a connection so between what we're eating, right? So, and that's kind of what you're saying in your book, The Sugar Crush. Sugar is destroying our nerves. So, would you please share your background and what inspired you to write your book? You know, what did you feel was important for people to understand about nerve damage? Good morning to you, sir. Well, good morning. <laughs> nice to have yes, you on. It is early. Yes. It's early in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's already hot. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Yes, and thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, There is a huge connection between sugar and nerve damage. My background started with uh, chemistry uh, back in Philadelphia many years ago. I studied with a fellow, Michael Sheff, who was the uh, biochemist uh, in Maine, uh, mainly worked on PKU, phenylketonuria. Mm -hmm. I was his research assistant. He was... uh, 
he worked with Watson and Crick in London and discovery of DNA. And that kind of got me started in this field. And then I ran into, many years later, Dr. Lee Dellen out of uh, Johns Hopkins, and who has a unique uh, surgical approach to peripheral neuropathy, which is uh, really a pioneering look at um, nerves in the lower extremity. And he taught me this technique about 15 years ago. And we get about 80 to 85% excellent results with peripheral neuropathy surgery for the diabetic population. Our amputation rate is almost zero, which is amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. And I I said to Dr. Dellen about uh, 15 years ago, I said, how come we don't get 100%, which he thought was kind of uh, odd because (laughs) we're getting better results than anybody else in the world. And he said, why don't you figure it out? And I said, well, I think I just might do that. So I was on a been on a quest for the last 15 years to try to figure out the biochemistry behind nerve compression. That simple answer is sugar. Yes. And I think specifically high fructose corn syrup, because that was introduced into our diet in the 70s. But in the last 10 years, it's really become a pandemic problem. Uh, diabetes and diabetic-related problems are a worldwide phenomenon now. Probably over 350 million people have diabetes, and probably that many have prediabetes as well. So I decided to look at the literature outside my field of peripheral neuropathy, and I ran into a paper that was published in circulation in the year 2004 by Dr. John Cook at Stanford. I emailed him, and he called me that same day, and he said, that's an interesting theory, come up to Stanford, and I did. And he has a molecule called asymmetric dimethyl arginine. It's a big word, Mm -hmm. but it's a very important uh, marker for um, inflammation, and it blocks the nitric oxide pathway. And and I think that is the third pathway in the biochemistry behind peripheral neuropathy. And I extrapolated that that information to all the other neuropathies throughout the body. I think, like MS, uh, Alzheimer's, autism even, is part of this equation. So a nerve is a nerve. Biochemistry is biochemistry. It causes compression. And Dr. Dellen's theory of peripheral neuropathy is that sugar causes the nerve to become swollen. Yes. And the surrounding material around the nerve makes it very crispy. So that's the biochemistry. So carpal tunnel, peripheral neuropathy, MS, ALS, Alzheimer's, they're all the same process, different end organ damage. So, you know, Dr. Jacoby, go back over that biochemistry just a little bit because listeners, this is kind of new information Mm -hmm. for them. So go over that, how sugar affects that nerve and causes the compression. Well, there's three... um, biochemical pathways, and they get complicated, but mm-hmm. simply put, let's, let's talk, talk about the first one. It's called the polyol pathway, and what that is is sugar gets inside the nerve, and it's processed normally down to what's called a sugar alcohol, which is uh, sorbitol, mm-hmm. and sorbitol pulls water into the nerve, mm-hmm. so we have enzymes that will get rid of that. But so this nerve is swelling, the nerve is swelling, and it doesn't matter which nerve. Uh, let's talk about the wrist, carpal tunnel. If the nerve is swelling in the wrist because it's pulling in water, then it bumps up against the soft tissue around the, around the tunnel. 
But, you know, Dr. Jacoby, just just right there, you know, most people think of carpal tunnel as they've overused their wrist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the computer. And that's that's what I looked at. If you go back in the 70s, there were two things happening at the same time. The computer generation Mm -hmm. and people started using computer keyboards. But think about it. Computer keyboard is magnitudes less energy to press the depress the key than an old typewriter was. Exactly. So it couldn't have been that. But you, I think, what happened was that can of Coke that was sitting next to the keyboard is the problem. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the red herring. The uh, the can of Coke was the problem, and we started putting high fructose corn syrup in that can of Coke at about the same time, 1974. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Nixon, um, I, I have a lot of political stuff in my lecture. <laughs> Nixon was, uh, the sugar prices were getting high, and inflation was taking off in 1974, so he wanted a substitute for regular sugar, and he introduced high fructose corn syrup, or allowed that to be put into uh, foods. Well, it's magnitudes better, or excuse me, not better, but more... Uh, sweeter than regular table sugar, and it's extremely cheap, and it comes in a liquid form. Now it's in 80% of all the food we have in the United States, mm-hmm. and the way it's being processed, I found, with mercury is another contaminant in that process. So we have a um, really poisoning of our food supply. Yeah, that's a great and way it, to put it. It, it. it really is, simply put, it is a poison. And this show is too short to get into the real <laughs> mechanics of of why that happens and how it happens, but it destroys thiamine. That's really the key, uh, the key. And the Krebs cycle is altered. And for the biochemistry buffs on your show, the Krebs cycle is very important for diabetes. Mm-hmm. Same mechanism that happens with berry-berry, uh, which is a uh, uh, nutritional uh, problem as well. It's thiamine. So high fructose corn syrup and berry burr are very similar. And another disease which mimics this is arsenic poisoning. So really what we're saying is we actually have to go to a break here pretty quick is sugar is, it's, it's kind of, I like the way you said it, it's poisoning us it's, or it's poisoned our food system. We're getting so much of it into our food system and we're eating so much of it and it's really creating a lot of this inflammation and swelling of our nervous system and i don't think i don't think that people realize that like you said like 80 percent of the foods out there manufactured foods now we're always talking about real foods on our Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. you know like real meat real vegetables you know and real fruit and even limiting that the amount of fruit that people have um so we don't find high fructose corn syrup in any of those foods right but you're talking about all the manufactured foods that you, as you walk into the grocery store, you see. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, and that's the kind of conversation we want to keep going here. Uh, we do have to take a break. It always goes so quick, but for our listeners... But hold on, Dr. Jacoby, yes. because we're coming back to it. We'll be right back. Um, so for our listeners, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. It's brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So Dr. Jacoby's book... Um, Sugar Crush is full of what we believe is important information. You know, for example, if you experience restless leg syndrome, 
And we know that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Especially in our consultations, it's like, oh, do you have restless leg? And people are saying, oh, yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, restless leg syndrome, did you know that people with peripheral neuropathy often get restless leg syndrome? Hmm. I can believe that, mm-hmm. sure. You know, having diabetes, for example, increases your risk. In fact, 18% of people with diabetes also have that restless leg syndrome compared to non-diabetic people at only 5%. So very interesting. We want to keep this this conversation going. But if you have any questions for Dr. Jacoby, give us a call in studio 651-641-1071 and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Katie Vigasa. She's a licensed dietitian, and also we're here with the author of Sugar Crush, Crush, Dr. Richard Jacoby. You know, if you've had an adolescent in the house with acne, you know, I, I think you could even, just listening to the show, you can make mm-hmm. a recommendation. It's simple, but it's a powerful recommendation that usually works. Have them cut their sugar intake. Interestingly, the average adolescent male drinks five cans of soda per day. And if it's not soda, it's energy drinks energy or drinks. those sports drinks. They're always walking around with a bottle of something high in sugar. And one of the things, this is all information out of Dr. Jacoby's book. Mm-hmm. They eat the most candy bars and they consume the most junk foods. Yes, yes. So the results of eating high sugar foods and and high sugar sodas and drinks is high insulin and acne. So if you want to support your child in giving up their sugar cravings, uh, bring them to Nutrition for for Young Adults on August 28th. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Brenna's going to be teaching that. Um, They're basically going to be from 930 to 1130 on August 28th. And so you can call our office at 651-699-3438 or just go online and sign up at weightandwellness.com. And, you know, if you think about it, sometimes mom will bring in, you know, let's say her son or daughter, teenage son or daughter, and she'll say, I just want them to hear it from someone else. Yes. Because I tell them, but they don't maybe listen. So So, maybe come bringing them to a class. Yep. But we know, excuse me, we know that a lot of, Teenage boys mm-hmm. have terrible acne. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so Dr. We, Richard Jacoby, are you still there? I am. We actually had a really interesting um, question. A caller called in that we can talk about that first before we get into maybe more about peripheral neuropathy. But the caller was asking about how all of this, what we're talking about, about the sugar, how it plays into erectile dysfunction. Any thoughts? I think it's the same process. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably more over in the nitric oxide pathway, mm-hmm. which we talk about in the book, because it's blood flow. Mm-hmm. And the blood flow uh, is interrupted by sugar interacting with uh, nitric oxide. That molecule that we talked about, asymmetric dimethyl arginine, uh, which we'll abbreviate ADMA, mm-hmm. uh, that is an endogenous blocker of the nitric oxide pathway. And the blood flow is impaired. And without blood flow, any end organ is not going to work. So it doesn't matter if it's that end organ or it's your eye, your ear, or uh, uh, your toe. Mm -hmm. It's all the same. And it's the common denominator underneath all of this is sugar, and specifically, in my opinion, high fructose corn syrup. 
Yeah, so that's the biggest takeaway for people is just, you know, look at what you're eating. And if we can get rid of some of this sugar, see what improves. So actually, Katie, you mentioned that you had a client. Yes. You want to share that? Sure. We were talking about this in between break is um, we were working on a variety of things with this client. But one of the things that came up in the consultation was libido and erectile dysfunction. Um, And honestly, changing the food within a week, we had a follow-up conversation and he had said, you know, that was one of the first things he told me was my erectile dysfunction is improved within a week. And within a week. which And that maybe is what's going to get men to change their eating. Their eating, yep. They're going to make be making lots of appointments with you, Kate. <laughs> sure. But I mean, we, you know, the, the eating plan was meats and vegetables and healthy fats. And we kept those processed carbohydrates and the high fructose corn syrup. Um, limited. So this this individual is actually eating out quite a bit. So I had him look for things like that on the labels. So, you know, it, it's so interesting, um, Dr. Jacoby. I think that people, they really don't understand their body at all. And I think a lot of people with diabetes or whatever is going on, or they're just eating too much sugar and they're not diabetic yet, but they're starting to have some of these symptoms And maybe if you could just go over some of the symptoms that people might be experiencing way before they have to have an amputation. Yes, that's an excellent question. And I, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because when I go through a person's history uh, that's in front of me who has had an ulcer from diabetes, they think it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that diabetes, well, let's, let's define the word diabetes mellitus, the medical term. Diabetes mellitus means sweet urine. You're just mm-hmm. eating so much sugar, you either A, don't have the insulin to be able to get rid of that sugar, or you're consuming too much sugar. And it's, that's simply put is what it is. All the medications on the market, in my opinion, are there to allow you to eat more sugar. It's insane. It would be like saying to a patient who has high levels of arsenic, here's a medication so you can eat more arsenic. Doesn't would make be it. the same thing. Yeah. Criminal. So you it's men- criminal. It's, right. It's, it, that's a poison, and so is sugar. So you mentioned in your book how doctors used to diagnose diabetes. Would you share that with people? Because is, that's interesting. It is interesting. It, well, that's how they diagnosed it. They tasted their yarn, mm-hmm. and it was sweet. They knew that they had diabetes mellitus, which is a Greek word. But that was probably type 1 diabetes, which is similar but distinct from type 2. Mm-hmm. Type 1 is you just don't have the uh, beta cells in your pancreas to process sugar, and you get diabetes mellitus type 1, and you most likely would die. But now since we have synthetic insulin, those people have survived. But the people we're really talking about are type 2. Is mm-hmm. They have plenty of insulin. That's the problem. They're producing too much insulin, and they're eating too many carbohydrates, processed car- carbohydrates, and they have an elevated insulin response. And it's the insulin that's making you absolutely starving all day because you want more and more carbohydrates to satisfy that hunger. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to the USDA's food pyramid, which tells you to eat 6 to 11 helpings of carbohydrates a day. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Actually, if you think about it, five meals a day, you would have to have two carbohydrates in every meal. If you do that, I guarantee you, you will gain weight Mm -hmm. because you're going to have high levels of insulin. 
Most doctors don't measure insulin levels. I think that's more important than measuring your sugar. Cancer, diabetes, all these peripheral nerve issues, whether it's Alzheimer's or ALS, it doesn't matter. They're all related to the same process. So when my patients come in, you ask me, what are the early symptoms? Yes. You were talking about it. Uh, acne is one of those symptoms. Migraine headaches is a symptom. They're inflammatory diseases related to excessive carbohydrates and a high insulin level, and insulin for sure with, uh, with acne. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's the same process. I mean, here's an interesting um, anecdote that I get from patients. They come in and they say, I ask them, when did, when did you get diabetes? And they say, I got it when I was in the hospital, as if it was a viral disease. Sure. Right. Said, Why were you in the hospital? I, I had a heart attack and I got diabetes. Well, you didn't get diabetes in the hospital. That was discovered that mm-hmm. you had elevated mm-hmm. sugar, and that's what caused your heart attack, a myocardial infarction. So really what you're saying is the, people need to be paying attention to some of these warning signs, you know, like like the migraines or kind of some painful kind of uh, fingertips or toes. I mean, that's your body saying ouch and asking us to listen up because there's some blood sugar dysregulation going on. Exactly. Now, you mentioned um, restless leg syndrome. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the earliest sign of peripheral neuropathy, and that is the nitric oxide pathway. When we're eating a lot of carbohydrates, we're producing a lot of insulin, and we're blocking that uh, biochemical pathway, we produce a substance called peroxynitrite, and that's what causes restless leg syndrome. That's, it is, and fibromyalgia is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the small unmyelinated fibers in the skin, in the dermis, that are on fire. That's why it, it feels like it's on fire. Mm-hmm. The number one symptom is burning early, phase one, diabetic neuropathy. Well, patients come in and say, well, I'm not diabetic. I get checked every year. Yes, you are. Yes. Restless leg syn- syndrome precedes the actual diagnosis. All that you're saying to me is you still have enough insulin. It takes about 40 years to burn out your pancreas. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have no insulin left and your sugar spikes to 600. So you just didn't get diabetes that day when, you're, when you had your uh, cardiac event. And the other problem that I really found that's amazing to me is this whole cholesterol myth. Hold on that, Dr. Jacoby, because we're going to have to take a quick break. But, you know, you were talking just before we go to break, you were talking about too many carbohydrates. And Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that, you know, when they're eating pizza, they're eating too many, too much Mm -hmm. sugar. Yeah. Or when they're eating Corn chips, mm-hmm. corn chips, or even potato chips, mm-hmm. too much sugar. You know, that people just don't make this connection. A bagel, English muffin, I mean, that's another one that I see. Yes. So often people think oh, it's okay, but it's basically one of those high sugar foods. And French fries, mm-hmm. I think that's the number one vegetable that kids eat these days. All high sugar foods, let alone all the pop and all the juice mm-hmm. and all the other things that people are eating. So it's no wonder that we have such an epidemic of not only neuropathy, but all these other symptoms, Mm -hmm. you know, like the migraines and all these other things. And that's why we have such amazing results when we put them on, you know, more of a meat, vegetable, good fat kind of eating plan. 
and suddenly they start to function better again. It's like their body starts to heal. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying, Dr. Jacoby. So, yeah, we do have to take a break, but I, I think this is just such an interesting conversation. It's you know, not necessarily if we're dumping sugar into our food, but our processed carbohydrate foods can turn into sugar. And, you know, it's the diabetes. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over a prolonged period of time if we're consuming those foods. So paying attention to some of those warning signs our body is giving us. So, you know, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, you may be asking yourself, what does sugar have to do with my feet itching, burning, tingling, and going numb? More than you think as we're talking about. These are the early signs of that diabetic neuropathy. Even if you haven't been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, or even if your doctor hasn't said you have prediabetes, your symptoms will tell you, tell us that you're going to be in the near future developing that diabetes unless something changes. Before that happens, maybe make an appointment with a weight and wellness nutritionist and change your eating to change your life and reduce that that pain and that numbness that you're feeling. So give us a call today, 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment or even visit our website at weightandwellness.com. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, remember you promised yourself you're going to get healthy and lose some weight last spring. Mm -hmm. And now fall is almost here. So what to do? What Hmm. to do? That's always the question. I bet you have an answer. Uh I have an answer. Sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. This is a 12-week classes. Plus, you get two-hour individual consultation with one of the nutritionists to address your metabolism concerns. You know, your cravings, your busy schedule, whatever it is that you need help with. We make it much more individualized that way. Yep. We have 11 different class series starting, and they're from different locations. They're from Woodbury to Eden Prairie, from Maple Grove to Mendota Heights, from North Oaks to Lakeville. And we really have a convenient and a location for you. Mm -hmm. So call 651-699-3438 to ask your questions, or you can go on our website at weightandwellness.com and read some of the success stories. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I noticed mostly people have really commented about is oh, you know, I've lost my migraines are gone yeah. or my inflammation in my body is mm-hmm. gone. My I'm not having asthma attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, weight is one issue, but all the health issues are I always say those are the most important yep. ones to consider. Yep. You know, their diabetes is under control. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we had a few callers, we do. right? Yeah, Dr. Jacoby, we have some callers and we Kobe. would love... Jacoby, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was, yes, we had that conversation. Um, we would love for you to help us answer some. So first caller here, Patty, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, you have a question for us about chemo and neuropathy. Good morning, Patty. Yes, um, I'm a 12-year cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And you have some neuropathy left, huh? Yeah, uh, pretty much quit eating sugar, you know, right away. But okay. um, I, I did have chemotherapy, and 12 years later, my um, my feet are pretty much numb from what right underneath my heels down, and I don't eat much sugar now, and I'm I'm wondering, you know, how this applies to chemotherapy and what I could do. 
So we may have lost Dr. Jacoby for a couple of seconds oh, here, okay. Patty. But, you know, just we'll just kind of keep your question until, and I'm sure he'll get back on the line here. Okay, great. And, but that I think that's a wonderful question. Okay, yeah. thank you. You know, so, you know, while we're waiting for Dr. Jacoby to get back on the line, you know, one of the things in the future here, Katie, I want to mm-hmm. talk, ask him more questions about migraines because, yeah. you know, I have a really good friend whose husband has migraines, yes. ongoing migraines. Yes. And he's been to several doctors, including neurologists, mm-hmm. without any help. And, you know, he's he was retired now and he's actually having more migraines being retired than he did when he was working. Oh, Interesting. I, you know, just, I know he has insulin resistance. Yeah. It's pretty clear just looking yep. at him. He does have insulin resistance. Um, and I know that um, in Dr. Jacoby's book that he wrote that if you have elevated levels of insulin, people with migraines often have elevated levels of insulin. Yes, yep. Um, so I, anyway, I, I want to address that when with Dr. Jacoby. So he's back on the he's line. He's back on oh, the line. Good. Um, but maybe before we get to that, we want to talk about the chemo. Yeah, right. Exactly. So Dr. Jacoby, nice to have you back. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to be back. So we had a question, um, an individual had gone through chemotherapy and she's still having, yep, having some neuropathy. So Uh, chemo neuropathy is extremely common. I have some specific thoughts on that. I think that people who have uh, cancer obviously have high levels of insulin and sugar in their diet. Um, And they probably had a small fiber neuropathy beginning, and then when you add chemo to the system, then the burning and tingling and numbness manifest. That makes some sense because she did say that, and I think she had chemo many years ago, like 12, I think she said, but and she did cut the sugar out after the diagnosis of sugar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it makes sense that she did have that going before. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. We actually have a couple other callers. Um, so anyway, do you have any other ideas on on uh, chemo neuropathy? Probably the most difficult problem to treat. There are some modalities out there that you can treat it with. There's a new. Uh, system coming out of Rome, Italy. It's called the Scrambler. Uh, It's an electronic device that scrambles the signal coming from your foot to your uh, neuron in your brain. So you still have the problem, but you just don't understand. Your brain doesn't interpret it as as pain. Okay. All the the medications on the market really don't help that problem from Lyrica to Gabapentin. They just mask the symptoms. Okay. That's another. I, I, before we, I'm gonna make sure we don't run out of time because those are some of the other questions that I want to ask you toward the end of the show. But yeah, we do have a couple other callers here. Um, yeah, so interesting. I love this conversation. So is it um, is it Patea or Patty? We have another caller. She was asking about sugar effects and diet. So welcome to dishing up nutrition. You had some questions. I do. Um, I just want to ask what the doctor thinks about. People who um, cut sugar from their diet for like two weeks and then they say that they don't crave it anymore, if that's a fad or if that's actually something that um, is true. Well, 
two weeks is probably too short a period of time to get rid of the addiction, because I really think it is an addiction. Mm-hmm. We do, too. I, I think you have to put good fat back into your diet to get rid of that craving. There's a little guy in your brain called the hippocampus, and he's the guy that talks to you about uh, the sugar cravings. So, when you, look, for instance, when you look at orange juice, which a lot of people drink, they think it's healthy because of the vitamin C. Mm-hmm. But really what they want is sugar. Vitamin C and insulin um, compete against each other uh, with glucose. So if you're going to get vit- lots of vitamin C in your diet and, it's still, and you still have a lot of glucose in your diet, the vitamin C is washed out of your bloodstream because glucose always trumps vitamin C. So you've got to put fat back in your diet. That's, that's my mantra. Uh, I say to patients when they come in, they say, um, what should I eat? And I say, if it tastes good, don't eat it <laughs> unless, unless you read the label because I guarantee you it has sugar in it. You have to put fat back in your diet. Okay. Yeah, we agree. We, we, we see that with clients all the time when, um, when they put the, take the sugar out and get the fat in. It's like they're able to stay off of it long term. It's not just something um, they're off of. Exactly. For that time period, yeah. Right. But I think a good trick more is questions put... if I could ask. Sure, go ahead. Um, also, I wanted to know what um, what it means inside your body, what that sugar high that people describe, and then that um, the crashing, what it's actually doing um, when you feel that rush. Well, the rush is that hyperglycemia. Uh, as your sugar gets really high, you feel great. That's why it's an addiction. It would mm-hmm. be no different than tobacco or uh, heroin. So all these sugars, like, and we asked, we talked about pizza. Pizza is nothing mm-hmm. more than sugar, right? And it tastes great, and that's why people get addicted to it. Uh, they like that high that they get, and then they have a crash because insulin comes out in your system pulls the sugar back to normal, and then it goes below the normal, and that's hypoglycemia. Then you get depressed, and Mm -hmm. the only way you feel better is to have more sugar. So you're up and down, up and down, and that affects your mood, and the food is the comfort. That's why they call it comfort food. Mm -hmm. So you have to get off (laughs) of sugar, get back into a good fat diet. One of the tricks that I use, and a lot of people are doing this now, and you'll have... Uh, instant weight loss and increase in mood is put butter in your coffee if you're a coffee drinker. Oh, I put, that's what I, I do. Mm-hmm. I put coconut oil in yep. mine. And coconut oil mm-hmm. is an excellent fat. Mm-hmm. So the trick is putting fat back in your diet. Exactly. Which we've taken out for so many years. So, yeah, really what you're saying is we got to balance those blood sugars. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the biggest piece. Um, well, thanks for the call Thank this you morning. for the call. Um, thanks. Okay. So, you know, I... Do we have time for how? how well, we no. have to take a break really oh, okay. quick. But Never when mind. we come back, we've got some. We've got a couple other topics um, that we definitely want to go over. Yes, you know, plantar fasciitis as a teaser is something that and we want. More wanna, on migraines. More on migraines. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So stay tuned. You know, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, I think most people realize they should cut the sugar and they should cut the processed carbs. So here are some ideas: stop drinking the juice. You know, juice, as we've been talking about, it's it's a high sugar beverage. It's not good for us. Um, and maybe replace juice with something we have in the office called dynamic greens. And you can put that over ice. So it's like a dehydrated fruit and vegetable blend. Tastes great. And there's only five grams of carbohydrates in a 12-ounce glass. 
Uh, stop drinking skim milk. So oh, mm-hmm. one cup of skim milk is actually turns into about three teaspoons of sugar. Um, you know, I know people will be drinking skim milk or putting skim milk in their coffee. Maybe you use heavy cream right. or, um, you know, uh, Dr. Jacoby said uh, butter, right? Butter. Mm-hmm. Almost zero grams of carbs. How about this one? Limit fruit to a half cup serving. Uh, pick half cup of berries or half a peach or half an apple. And I know people love that watermelon. Um, we got to keep that limited too. a quarter of a watermelon is actually, if we've got blood sugar problems, going to be a little bit too much. Right. Exactly. You know, snacking on nuts, especially raw nuts. Uh, so maybe learn more substitutes when you attend the weight and wellness series in St. Paul, starting the week of August 25th. This class is filling up fast. So call today to save and, uh, save a place. And you also get a $50 early bird discount, which sounds pretty nice. So who do they call? They give us a call, 651-699-3438. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we're offering a great menopause seminar this fall on Saturday, September 19th. It's a five-hour seminar, and it's designed to help you understand and control perimenopause and menopause symptoms. Nutrition educator Mary Hoggy and I will be leading this very interactive presentation at our St. Paul location. So bring your questions, gather your friends, because you know what? We even serve up a nice organic mm-hmm. lunch and mm-hmm. nice organic snacks, mm-hmm. low sugar. And to sign up, go to weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. And Katie, one, of the, one of the topics, um, Dr. Jacoby, that we wanted to make sure we got in the show was uh, plantar fasciitis because we actually have quite a few clients who are experiencing plantar fasciitis or some of this foot pain. So could we talk a little bit more about plantar fasciitis? And I know you've also um, talked about it as being a compression neuropathy. Absolutely. I think plantar fasciitis is one of the most common foot problems in America. Normally thought of as a mechanical problem where the foot is pronating excessively, rolling in and causing pain in the heel. Mm -hmm. My take on it is really a compression neuropathy. There's a condition called tarsal tunnel, which which is similar to carpal tunnel of the wrist. And there's one specific nerve called the lateral plantar nerve. And I think it's inflamed by sugar. When people have prediabetes or diabetes, Mm -hmm. that nerve becomes inflamed. And if you roll over on that nerve, it's going to hurt. The plantar fascia is involved in the process for sure, but fascia does not conduct nerve impulses. You can't get pain transmitting to your brain from plantar fascia. It's transmitted by the nerve. Mm -hmm. So sugar inflames the nerve. You roll onto it, and it hurts. And it usually hurts that first step in the morning. And it's a very debilitating problem. A lot of times it ends up in a surgical problem. When you really just change your diet, change your shoes, and very simple things could resolve that pain. I love so. the way you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it's yeah, amazing. Truly, because, you know, you make so much sense. Mm-hmm. And people actually have control over their health when they start to think about this way of thinking. I really recommend your book to lots of people, sugar crush people. I, it's, you know, I don't get this excited about a book very often, yeah, but you, you have done a fantastic job of educating people. 
And truly, we really appreciate it. I, we have another question for you. Yeah, we got another one. My, would you go through migraines again? Because I, when when we had kind of an interruption here with the phone, I explained that I have a friend. Her her husband's has got migraines ongoing, and he's been to neurologist, and he's been all over, and nothing, no medication, or nothing helps. So, well, yeah, <laughs> migraines. Um, are more concerned with the nitric oxide pathway. And L-arginine is a very good um, nutrition supplement, supplement. to take, mm-hmm. along with the B vitamins and, and vitamin C. And that will counteract that inflammatory response. Obviously, getting off of sugar and all the things that, all the foods we just talked about. And that's what causes inflammation of the neurovascular bundles. Now, in the back of the neck, there's nerves that go underneath muscles, the same way in the foot. Those muscles get um, compressed, compressed the neurovascular bundle, the artery, nerve, and vein, and that produces a migraine. Around the eyes and the forehead, it's the same process. That's why Botox is actually used in some of these conditions to relax the muscle so it's not pressing on the nerve. And there are surgical procedures to decompress those nerves as well. So the problem with migraines is really not that dissimilar from peripheral neuropathy. It's the same process, and the bottom line is sugar. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to that. And I like that phrase. You do have, the patient does have the, the choice and the power to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Stop eating sugar. Yeah. Now, a lot of patients ask me, and they say, well, I don't eat sugar. And they always seem to lean in when they say that. And I yes. say, well, what did you have for breakfast? Well, I had a good breakfast. I said, what was that? Well, I had cereal. Mm -hmm. Cereal is sugar. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it can't be. It says it's heart healthy on the Cheerio box. It's not heart healthy. (laughs) How does that happen? We've been educated into ignorance. Mm. Fat is good. Sugar is bad. And it's that simple. But for the last 50 years, we were told the absolute opposite. Cholesterol has nothing to do with any of this stuff. Taking statin drugs is silly. Lowering your cholesterol, all that lowering your cholesterol does is lower your IQ. That's a fact. Your brain needs to have fat. Fat converts to glucose in the brain. That's where it gets its energy from. So taking a a drug to reduce your cholesterol is a dangerous, dangerous thing in my mind. The only thing you need to do is get sugar out of your diet. But it's so pervasive that you really don't know you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's that's what we teach people all the time. I mean, really simply, I mean, to, to boil it down with this conversation, if people are having these headaches and these the plantar fasciitis and the tingling and the zaps and, you know, feeling all of those things, we would... It's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the same thing. All interrelated. There's a word that really, I, I love this word. The first symptom of, of uh, tingling and burning in, uh, in the legs... Mm-hmm is um, a word that describes bugs crawling on your skin, so fibromyalgia or restless leg syndrome. And that word is, and you have to be careful with this word, and I'll leave you with this word. It's called formication. It's with an M. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So you have to be real careful with that word. And America, in my opinion, is, has been formicated by sugar. <laughs> Great way to play put on it. words, but it's true, and that is the first symptom. And it comes from the word ants biting, 
formic acid. Sure. And that's where the word comes from. And I thought it was ironic that that word is used in the medical world. And they have, and they are being formicated by sugar. So, Dr. Jacoby, where can people, can they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of you if well, they I'm want Scott, to? Well, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, we have a website. I have a website for Sugar Crush, the book, and they can get a hold of me through that. Or um, I have my own personal uh, website as well with our Scottsdale Neuropathy Institute. And that phone number is 480-994-5977. You've been a wonderful guest. Thank you. I hope I can meet you sometime. Well, I'd love to meet you. Thank you for having me. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Everyone enjoy your Saturday and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.